0: wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 965, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition and lots more. You send me the questions and I answer them for you. Now, I'll let you know how you can send me a question at the end of today's episode. But in case you're wondering, why should I bother sending in a question? Does Dr. O'Neill really know his stuff? Well, I hope you think so. I have my Doctor of Public Health degree with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my Master of Public Health degree with an emphasis in health promotion and health education. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. And with that, let's hear today's question, and what the science says about it as we optimize your life. Hey, Dr. Neal. I have a question about foam rollers specifically. Uh, It's been a while since I've used one, but when I was in a dance program at my college, we were pretty much attached to foam rollers at the hip. And what I was wondering about them is, is there any research out there uh, showing whether foam rollers are most beneficial to use prior to a workout or after a workout, or both. Thanks so much. Thank you for your question, Maddie. So you remember my story where I talked about my buddy with a master's degree in kinesiology who encouraged me to try CrossFit. Well, this same buddy of mine encouraged me to try foam rolling as well. Unlike the love I developed for high intensity interval training. I did not develop the same affection for foam rolling. Look, I can deal with discomfort, but for some reason, foam rolling was so uncomfortable for me, I just couldn't get into it. And I thought, well, if foam rolling is uncomfortable for me, other people won't be into this. This isn't gonna catch on. Well, I was definitely wrong about that. I remember when the home DVD workout program and Global Phenomenon P90X2 came out, there was an entire workout dedicated to foam rolling. That's when I finally realized that, okay, this wasn't just a passing phase. Foam rolling was probably here to stay. So what exactly is foam rolling? Well, it's basically like it sounds. You roll around on a giant piece of foam. Now, this giant piece of foam is usually in the shape of a large cylinder. But honestly, giant piece of foam is a bit misleading. Foam rollers can come in a number of different sizes. They're usually in the shape of a cylinder, but can range in length from 12 up to 36 inches and are about 5 to 6 inches thick. Now, smaller foam rollers are often used for one specific area of the body at a time, whereas the larger rollers can be used for larger areas of the body. And of course, it's in a cylindrical shape for a reason. It allows for easy rolling. Now, the fact that it's made of foam may sound like it's all nice and soft and cushy. Yeah, no. The foam is usually quite firm. Now, they do come in different densities, but for the most part, they're designed to be pretty firm. This is to ensure that they don't buckle under the pressure, so to speak, when you use them. Speaking of, let's talk about how to use them and what they're designed to do. Now, you may hear foam rolling referred to as self-massage, or, more scientifically speaking, self-myofascial release, or SMR. So, why is this a thing? Well, foam rolling has often been described as a way to achieve the benefits of a deep tissue massage, but without having to hire a massage therapist. Some have claimed that foam rolling helps correct muscular imbalances, relieve muscle soreness, and even improve range of motion. Basically, here's how foam rolling is performed. You place the cylindrically shaped foam roller on the ground. Then, you align the roller so that it touches a specific part of your body, let's say your lower back, because that's maybe where you hold some tension. So once your foam roller is in contact with those tight muscles of your lower back, you then allow the majority of your body weight to rest on it. As your body weight begins to exert pressure on the foam roller, because the roller is so firm, it doesn't give, and instead returns that pressure to your soft tissues, so the muscles in your lower back. You can then begin to slowly roll back and forth, creating a massage-like sensation in that area. So again, using my example, if you were to use a foam roller on your lower back, you would place the foam roller on the ground, and while facing the ceiling, Position your body on the roller so that it's in contact with the portion of your lower back that needs relief. You would then use your legs to help you roll back and forth on the roller with the aim of softening these muscles. Now, the roller is designed to be used almost anywhere on the body. So, by varying your body position and the position of the roller, you can isolate pretty much any area of the body. And it's believed that, similar to receiving a massage, foam rolling may help loosen up tight muscles. Now, some believe that foam rolling may not just help relieve some of those sore or tender muscles, but actually improve performance. Some believe that foam rolling before a workout, in fact, may allow for a better warm-up and therefore a better exercise session overall. Now, I should mention that foam rollers are commonly used both before and after a workout. But when you're at the gym and you hear people talking about it, they'll say things like, foam rolling before a workout leads to increases in strength and helps you exercise longer. But when we look for scientific studies backing up this claim, the data are a bit limited. One study found that using a foam roller before a workout did not improve workout performance. Authors of a different study discovered that stretching before a workout was just as effective as foam rolling when it came to improving flexibility. The authors of the same study also found that there were no improvements in strength or power when foam rolling was performed as part of a warm-up. Okay, so what about the benefits of foam rolling after a workout? Unfortunately, there aren't as many studies looking at this question, but scientists have performed a meta-analysis on the benefits of foam rolling in general. Remember, a meta-analysis is where researchers gather a bunch of results from already published studies on foam rolling in this case, and then perform one giant, or meta, analysis on these results. They concluded that the effects of foam rolling on performance and recovery are small, and negligible. They also said that if you do insist on using a foam roller, it may be better to use it as part of your warm-up instead of after the workout as part of your cool-down. Other researchers feel that coaches and trainers spend valuable time with their athletes and clients training them to use foam rollers when it could be used more efficiently elsewhere, like teaching them to just stretch properly. Now, we really do need more studies, especially studies looking at foam rolling as part of a cool-down and whether that helps in any way. But Since I was never really into foam rolling in the first place, I can rest easy for now, knowing that by skipping it all these years, I'm probably not missing out on much, provided I keep up with my stretching. Thank you again for the question, Maddie. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. I'm sure you've heard of a fitness or nutrition trend that you have questions about. You're not sure whether... There are actual data that support this new trend. Ask me, because what I promise is I will do the research for you, not just present my own personal opinion and see what the actual data say, because that's what's most important. We have to look at what the science says. And if you wanna be in the raffle and make me super happy because I love listening to and answering your questions, send me a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy, and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 love All right, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you in advance for sending your questions. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.